Happy Created Ink. Da da da. Welcome to the the biggest episode of of the year of my career. This is Happy Created Inks 2022 uh, Game of the Year podcast. Yay! Yeah! Oh no! It's so great! Woo! Woo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I've always wanted to do one of these podcasts because the podcast that got me into podcasting and made me start my podcast. <laughs> A lot of podcasts. I, um, they do one every year. Run Button. Run Button Podcast. They do one every year. I've always wanted to do one, but there was a problem where I didn't have a podcast, and then my memory sucks, and so I couldn't... By the time the end of the year rolled around, could not remember for the life of me anything that I played. And both of those things are different now, because I have a podcast. I had a list. I've had a list all year of games that I finished. And um, in the cliff notes, little just little games that I thought were good. So here, and this, technically, my game of the year is Iron Lung. So spoilers. Technic, because it's the only game that I finished this year that also came out this year. So oh, it's the game of the year. Woo, Iron Lung. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> the 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 rules for the list. It's it's top ten. Um. I just had to have finished it or played it for the first time this year. Didn't have to come out this year because if that was the case, it would just be Iron Lung. Which was a damn good game by the... Oh my god, Iron Lung. I might do a podcast just talking about Iron Lung. It was so good. Uh, when I was making the list, the only things I knew for sure was what was in the number 10 slot and what was in the number 1 slot. Everything else I was like a, like a crapshoot. And then I ended up changing number 1 around a little bit. But 10 is still cemented... And one is still up for grabs, kind of. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. Ooh, you're cute, baby. That shirt, I like it. Um, number 10. In the number 10 slot. Dragon's Dogma. Oh my god. I love Dragon's Dogma so fucking much. I don't think there's ever been a game in my life that I played, I finished... Immediately started uh, the second run and played it all through again, completion twice in a row, back to back. Yeah, there have there have been games that I've played, you know, finished, and I might do a new game plus like a little bit, but never the whole thing. And I, because this game, Dragon's Dogma, had so much. It left it left me with so many answers or questions, and I needed answers, so I played it again. And the reason it's in the number ten slot. And the reason it was, like, always going to be number 10 was because they didn't... They left too much um, in the air. I'm, I'm, I have a whole podcast just talking about Dragon's Dogma, so I won't go into it in detail here. Um, but basically, they left... Um, I got invested in some characters, and they didn't see it through, their storylines through, and instead focused on killing and becoming a god. And I know what they're thinking, like, well, now you're in, now you're, you know, <laughs> it's like bigger stakes, and the, the small fries don't, don't matter, I, I, but I, I like the small fries. What, babe? I took over. You took over Dragon's Dog? Oh, yeah! I forgot. I completely forgot. That's a really cool aspect of that game. Yeah. Um, but if you want the whole, my whole thoughts on Dragon's Dog, I'm gonna go listen to that podcast. But that's why I, I loved it so much. I was like, it's gotta be on the list, but because of... 
the the lingering questions they left me that they didn't let me resolve. It's it has to be at the last slot. It's got to be number ten. Um, but it, other than that, it was oh my god, it was it was great. It would have been game of the year had those had worked out. Recording. Oh yeah, in in a weird way, I only played Dragon's Dogma because before I play before it, I played Devil May Cry two. Um, I did a let's play of it on YouTube. You can watch it; it's pretty good. The game was awful. I saw with what I heard, it was awful. And when I played it, it was awful. Um, but the creator of that game made Dragon's Dogma, and so I was like, "There's no way he made another game this bad." And that's why I played Dragon's Dogma to see, because everybody talks good about it, talks highly. So in a weird way, because Devil May Cry Two was so bad, is the reason I played Dragon's Dogma, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> In a number nine, number nine slot. This this shows like the the range of games on this list. Revenge of the Shinobi is number nine. This game came out in like ninety three for the Sega Genesis. My God, this game fucking slaps. I was so invested in it. Um, what do I even? Th I I finished this game earlier, way earlier in the year. So I'm trying to like recall all my thoughts on it. But I remember it looked really good. Like, I was really impressed by the graphics. The soundtrack was slapping. It's fucking great. Uh, you play as, a, obviously, a shinobi. Little ninja boy. Running around throwing um, kunai at people. It was like a um, side-scroller kind of platformer game. But also throwing kunai and killing people. And it had the, the special move where you jump up at the height of the jump. And you can throw out, like, five and attack everybody. And that game... It was just like one of those classic old games where it's um you have like three lives or whatever. You die, you start all over. And I actually, and it was really hard. And so I spent a lot of the time like playing, trying to get better and slowly progressing. And I'd get further and further. It was only like the last like two or three stages that I finally like decided to start quick saving. Because I was like wanting to see it through. Um, And Spider-Man. Is a literal boss in the game. Fucking Spider-Man. The bosses in general are just great. But yeah, fucking Spider-Man. But because of copyright issues, they had to change his color to pink. Because <laughs> they'd get sued from, like, the re-releases, which is funny. Oh, but man, that, that game really, really surprised me. And it was... I had I had to put it on the list. Do I like it more than Dragon's Dogma? Eh, maybe not. But again, Dragon's Dogma fucking pissed me off, so it's number 10, and Revenge of the Shinobi number 9. <laughs> and then now, on to number 8. Number 8, this is going to be a quicker podcast than I thought. I thought I would have more things to say about each game. Oh, to be fair though, Revenge of the Shinobi was so long ago, I can't really remember. Number 8, I finished this game just a few days ago. Metal Gear Solid for Game Boy Color. Metal Gear Ghost Babble. I think it's called that game. What it's like, I mentioned this. I did a whole podcast on this too. You should go listen to it if you want the whole breakdown, but it's basically as good as any other metal gear game. And, um, interesting story, characters, gameplay, all fucking was great. Hideo Kojima. I love you basically. And it's, uh, I loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. It was, um, it was just such a ride, such a fucking ride, and there's so much to, there's even VR missions, and different variations of all the missions, so it's, 
a crazy amount of content in this little Game Boy cartridge. It was just, oh my god. It was so good. But again, that's another whole podcast of this if you want my full thoughts on it. But that's number eight. Or seven. Was it eight or seven? God damn it. It was eight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> since I did a whole podcast on like that one in Dragon's Dogma, yeah, I won't. You can listen to those. I said it before. You can listen to those. Anyway, number number seven. Back on number seven. This one was interesting. So, I did a podcast on Watch Dogs Legion. Talking about it being like a um, immersive sim and how much I liked it, blah, blah, blah. And I got to thinking, like when I was putting together the list, it was like in November when I was thinking about the list. I was like, I haven't played any games on Steam this year, or at least I haven't finished any. It's like, I want to do that. So I was checking Steam, and I see System Shock was on sale for like $1.79. And that's number seven. System Shock, good God, System Shock was so fucking terrific. I meant to do a whole podcast on that too, because I liked it so much. I never got around to it. Um, But my God, like, I was so... I was impressed by, immediately I could see the inspiration from Prey, 2016, right? Prey. I can see how they took inspiration from System Shock immediately on that game. You start off as like a hacker guy, and you hack, you're hacking into this like supercomputer or whatever from fucking space station. They catch you, lock you up, and then they come to you like, the CEO guy comes to you like, hey, can you, can you hack into the AI and we'll give you like a brain augmentation for free. A crazy neuro chip or whatever. And you're like, sure, I'll do that. And you do it. They put you in cryogenic sleep on the space station so you can recover. And you wake up, shit hit the fan. There's fucking killer robots. There's mutants. There's fucking... There was a gorilla tiger, I think. Half gorilla, half tiger. That sounds fucking terrifying, right? And the game just like throws you into... A, into the deep, basically. And, um... They had a bunch of... Like, you figure out what to do with... The girl will call you, and she's like, You need to get to... Um, the elevator. And get to... Get to... And get to whatever floor or whatever. I can't remember. It's been a while. I can't remember the exact plot. But you, like... So, and then you're just left to your own devices. And you find, like, um... Other audio logs... That give you little hints... Bits and pieces... There for, like, several hours of the game, I kept getting audio logs about where this environment suit was. And, what the fuck? We heard, I... was, like, cans clinking together outside? (laughs) Okay. And, and so, um... This environment suit that you need to, like, get through, like, um, radiated area. And you hear this one guy, like... We need to lock all these up so people can't get them. You'll catch, get another one, and it's like, I I actually snuck one out and hit it. Blah, blah, blah. And they kind of just give you the information. There's no quest marker or anything. You just kind of got to go and find it and use, um, navigate this, this big space station around these fucking mutants and robots. And the AI is, like, taking over the, the medical bays on each floor. And so when, um... When a person would get, like, hurt or sick or whatever, it would turn them into a fucking cyborg. And so, if you die, you get turned into a cyborg. 
unless you can find the medical bay and you can shut it down. And then you have a respawn point. And it's just... Good lord, it was so... Impressive, and they, they throw all these weapons at you. All these different, like... Every encounter is... You just, you just, there's so much, there's so many options. You have, um, like, all these different, like, pills or medi medication things. One of them makes you, like, super strong, but you, like, fucking hallucinate. Um, and you have all these weapons. Everything is just, it's, it was, it's basically the picture boy of, um, Immersive Sim. So fucking good. I was, I played it for hours and hours at a, t at a time. I just, I didn't get tired of it, and, um, I actually, I, I, yeah, I finished that whole game without using a guide, which I was proud of, the only time, well, I did use a guide one time, and it's only because on each floor, there's a security station, I would find it, and I would, like, fuck it up, and shut down the AI's, like, surveillance in that level, and a little number would pop up on this, on the screen, and I remember thinking, like, I should write these down, because it seems important, and then I get to, like, floor 8 or whatever, and I have to hack into some kind of computer. And you needed each number from each other floor if you shut down the security numbers. And instead of, like, going back, which I ended up having to do anyway, I looked up the, the code, but it's different every time. And so I just looked up, like, where each security station was because I didn't mark it on the map. Um, but it's the only time, only thing I looked up. And that was just because I didn't want to have to run around each floor forever. Because I was running low on supplies, and, you know, it was, oh my god, though. Play System Shock, it is so good. Did that not pause? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to pause it so I can get a drink, but it just didn't, and I, okay, whatever. Hope you all enjoyed that. Number six. Number six on the list. This is the only game on the list that... Um, I put on it, I broke the rules to put this game on the list because I never finished it. I still haven't. It's, I'm gonna, I swear to God, I'm gonna. But number six, Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh my God. I love, Dragon Quest Eleven. was so, is, is so good. Like, this year, it was like the year of the demo for me. Because there was a bunch of games that I played demos of. And I ended up buying, and this was one of them. I doubt, because through, again, a weird chain of events, right? I'm watching this guy on YouTube, Uber Hacks Nova. I'm watching him play Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And I'm like, this is really, this is good. I'm like, I mean, I'm enjoying it. And I go on the Switch and I see um, the first Dragon Quest was on sale. And the, the art style, the artist for Dragon Quest, same one from Dragon Ball Z. And it was, I was like, maybe I want to get Dragon Ball, or maybe I want to get Dragon Quest. Just just the art style, just from the picture. I was like, maybe I should get it. And, um, I didn't have the money to get it, and so I looked on the PS4 store, and Dragon Quest Eleven had a demo, so I was like, I'm gonna download that and play it. I start playing it, then my friend gave me some money to buy the first Dragon Quest, which I did, and it's great. Um, but I was playing the Dragon Quest Eleven demo for a while. That game, that fucking demo was like, I kept playing hour goes by, two hours, three hours, like, is this demo ever gonna end, and I keep playing four, five, six hours, I'm like, did I fuck, did I, like, get a glitch, I, I remember Yakuza, a Yakuza game came out, 
they they released a demo for it at one point, and it was um it ended up being the full game by accident. I thought this has happened again, so I played it eight nine hours into this demo, and I'm 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 too invested into it not to finish it, not to play more of it, and then I noticed it was on sale for like seven dollars, and at the time, and then I actually had money to to buy it, so I was like, you know what, we gotta fucking buy it. I've been playing it ever since. I'm like. 60 70 hours into it and i have not finished it but uh <laughs> it's a long fucking game what i really like about dragon quest 11 though it, it feels like um like an easier baby's first jrpg where like the story's really good the character's really good like normal but the gameplay's really easy like i've not i've got to like two bosses that I, like, died on, and then on the second try, I, like, I'll do it. So, it's, I don't know if enemies scale with you, or or what, because I haven't had to, like, grind or anything. Um, I have gone out of my way to, like, get better equipment sometimes and stuff, but I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just doing really good at the level up tree branches or whatever, but I have not had any kind of troubles, really. Um, I'm at a point now where, well, like, the thing I like about the game is, um, it, it feels, um, episodic. It's not, but it feels like, could you get to one area, like, you have one goal, and you have to get these, um, these seven colored, colorful orbs, and you go to a kingdom, and then it's like a whole, it's like a, a separate storyline, it feels like, with, like, the people of this kingdom, or, and, like, you're meeting, like, a party member or whatever, and you go down this, like, different path of this story, it has a beginning and an end, and then you got a new party member, and then you're on your way to the next town, or the next kingdom, whatever, to find the next orb or party member or whatever, and it's just really engaging. I mean, the, the game's basically like watching a movie, and that's kind of why I haven't finished it, uh, because I, I have to be in, in the right mood for that kind of game, and I just haven't been for a while, and so I kind of, I keep, I keep going back and forth, I, I played for like, 40 or 50 hours, before I quit, or, um, before I like got kind of bored and started playing other stuff, and I'll come back and play for another hour or two, you know, and go back to other, other games, so I'm, I'll eventually finish it, I need to play more of that right now, actually, maybe, maybe after this I might play, um, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil, anything, but if you know, you know. Right now I'm playing as Rab, Rab character, the old man, and, um, in the kingdom of, oh, what the, Dris Drasil? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe that gives you a hint of where I'm at. <laughs> um, the big thing happened, the big, big thing happened, and, oh, it's just, it's so good. I had to, I knew I had to put that on the list, and number six, I think, is a good spot, is a, is a good spot for it. Okay, well, now we're in top five. Now we're in the top five, and these games, like, any one of these games could have been game of the year in the top five, Well, more like top four, because five, I don't think would have been game of the year, actually, but, well, top five. Anyway, number five, Dishonored, Death of an Outsider. Now, th this game was... It's kind of, it's like, um, more like a DLC, but it's a standalone DLC. 
<laughs> I I got it for my birthday <coughs> because earlier this year I got Dishonored two, and I I I liked it. wasn't the I didn't like it as much as the first game, but I I love Dishonored and more of that's always good. Um, the main story was kind of blah, and especially I played the DLCs for Dishonored one, which has characters. That you, that just make a return in, in Dishonored 2 when they shouldn't have, basically, kinda? I'm not gonna get into that, but... Death of the Death, Death of the Outsider. It was so... I... Like, for one... Th this, again, bring back characters from the DLCs from the original game. But in a good way. Because Dowd's back. The Master Assassin. Um, Billy Lurk is back. I mean, she was in, in Dishonored 2 also. But you play as Billy Lurk, which is cool. Um, my only complaint was in the main game, and in, in this one, in the Death of an Outsider, Billy Lurk doesn't have, like, her left arm. Like, she lost her left arm, right? I can't remember if it showed how she did that. But instead of them, I feel like um, Arcane really fucking coward move not letting me play as a one-armed woman because instead of doing that they just gave me like like she has the outsider powers special outsider powers that gives her like a fake arm and i'm like i would have been much cooler if you would have made it where i could only play with one arm i can only imagine the kind of interesting gameplay mechanics and limitations that they could have implemented with that kind of thing um but they didn't and that was rude this game though has my favorite version of Link. Because the first game had Blink. Second game, Emily has like a... I forgot what it was called, but it was dumb. It wasn't Blink, but it was like a fucking rodeo zipline rope thing. It was dumb. Um, in Death of the Outsider, instead of Blink, you have this thing. You put down a crystal. And you can put it down. You can immediately like teleport to it. But you have like your link to it. And you can go... A little ways away from it and go to different in the, there's places hit the button and you'll you'll always teleport you'll teleport to it so it, it made some interesting like strategy of I'd put one up on top of like a balcony like I'm on the balcony I put one up there I'll jump down kill a guy and hit it and I'll teleport back up it was good it was really good but the story is what I was really interested in did it did it pause this time? It never paused. Or, I guess, I I was more so interested in the implications that this game has for Dishonored 3, if it ever comes. Because the whole premise of this game is the Outsider. If you're not familiar with Dishonored, Outsider, the Outsider's like a god that gives Corvo, the main character from the first game, and his, like, powers, right? He... Dow, the master assassin, comes to you, Billy Lurk, and is like, listen, the outsider, we got, let's fucking kill him. I'm tired of him. Let's fucking take him out the game. And <laughs> that's what the game, that's what the, the game's about. And of course, Dishonored fashion, you get to the end, you get to the outsider, and you get to choose whether to kill him or spare him. And I'm, I'm curious which way they would go with, with it in the next game. Like... If he, if he dies, no one has special powers anymore, um, which could be interesting. Maybe another person 
becomes an outsider. Like, the implications are just really, really interesting. And Dishonored lore, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of Dishonored. Like, the world is really good. Um, but yeah, Death of an Outsider was really, really good. It was short. It was kind of short, but, um, but, cause it, you know, it was DLC. But it was, like, long enough to be on its own, because you could just buy it by itself. I would, I would recommend it over Dishonored 2, I think. But I really liked it, and that's why it's number 6. That's exactly why, or number 5, I mean. <laughs> oh, my bad. Okay, now we're into the top 4. Now, any of these games in the top 4 could have been Game of the Year. Like, easily, depending on the, what day you ask me, anyone could have been the Game of the Year. But, number 4. In the 4th slot. The Outer Worlds. I fucking love the Outer Worlds. It was, it's basically, um, Fallout New Vegas in space. And that's great. Uh, I, I actually played it twice. Uh, again, another rare instance where I played a game more than once. And in the same, like, year. Because I played it once. I really liked it. I played it a few months later on the Supernova difficulty, which was, it fucking, that was even better. Because it's got, like, it's like survival mode. But also extra hard and stuff. I did a different build and um, I did a low intelligence run, which made some really funny like dialogue options. Um, and the companions died permanently, which was funny. I at the end of the game, I didn't have any companions. I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, I would like to. I never finished all of the side quests. And the companion quests and stuff. But, um... What do I even say about the Outer World? Like, other than New Vegas and space. It's just... Ooh, I'm hungry. <laughs> I couldn't throw hands, though, which was annoying. There's no melee combat. Or, like... <coughs> oh, bless you, babe. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're okay. There's no hand-to-hand -hand combat. There's, there's melee, like, weapons, but... Oh, my God, I'm starving! You might need to get some food. <laughs> I gotta finish this. Uh, the Outer Worlds. <laughs> really good. I loved it. All the characters are great. The voiceover is great. I played on the Switch, too. And the graphics were, like, kind of lacking. But they were still really pretty. I, I still fucked with it. I need to get the the DLC for that game, actually. I still have, like, $6 on my account. I wonder, I wonder if I can get the Outer Worlds DLC. I don't know how much it is. Oh, the gift card? Yeah. But yeah, that it it was great, and I loved every minute of it. And I might actually play it again. It's kind of a comforty game. I kind of it's just it's really good. <laughs> I think Supernova difficulty is like the way it should be played too. What what kind of build would I do? I think I'm gonna take a lesson. I'm digressing a bit. Not a lot to say about the Outer Worlds apparently. Um, number three, number three slot, Watch Dogs Legion. Oh my god, Watch Dogs Legion is so... This game, I didn't think I would like it nearly as much as I did. That's not true. I knew I would like it. But, see, I watched, again, Nova on YouTube did a playthrough of it. And the whole premise, this is my first Watch Dogs game. The whole premise is, uh, the hacker group you're a part of gets taken down, and you're trying to rebuild it. And, um, there's permadeath mode for your operatives which is you if you're not playing with that you shouldn't play it at all because the whole game is your 
recruiting these different operatives to fill out your ranks, right? But anyone on the street you can you can recruit, and each one has like a a name. They have associates. They have perk different perks, different weapons, and all this shit. And it makes for some really just the most fun gaming experience I've had in like a long time. Cause like I would uh I recruited this one guy whose only ability was um he had the, like the hiccups and it it uh alerted enemies so he couldn't be very sneaky and on his very first mission out he fucking I died so that was my first operative that died Rip Colin he was a good man you remember his name I remember his name and everything and uh I had some old men this old man at one point I can't remember his name but he had low mobility so he couldn't sprint or sneak so he just shuffles around <laughs> but he had like a fucking grenade launcher which was great um he died cause I had stolen a boat and hit an explosive barrel on the side of the, the shore and blew up he died oh my god that was so good and each that's kinda like immersive sim too like I was saying cause then you can approach different each scenario way differently um but yeah, I watched Uberhacks Nova play this game on the permadeath mode several times. Three, four times, maybe. And when the game was on sale, I was like, I finally want to play it myself. I kind of figured, like, I would play it, maybe not get super into it, or, because I've seen it so much, I would get bored of it, but no. I played it for, like, 60 hours. At some point, I played it, like, that one night, I stayed up for, like, three or four or five hours playing it. It was so... It was a good session. Oh my god! And honestly, I would have continued happily continued playing it, playing the post game stuff. Um, but I bought Red Dead Redemption Two, and I needed this, like this space. So after I finished Legion, like the main story, I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta delete it, move on. You know, I gotta come back to it though, cause it was, it was that good. It was so like my only complaints were the, the open world wasn't done super great. Like, it takes place in London, which is cool, but the, it did the common open-world mistake of, like, uh, it's a huge world. They could have done a whole different, a whole lot of different locations to go to, but most of, like, the side quest and even the main quest just, like, reuse the same, the same handful of locations over and over again, which is kind of dumb. And the main story was weird because, I mean, it's a Ubisoft game, which... They're inherently, like, soulless a bit, their games. You can tell, like, some some talented people that are passionate about, like, game development worked on it. But there's also, like, the co- corporate overlords over their shoulder, like, sucking the soul out of it. Because it's, like, they have these really interesting plot lines that are completely undermined with the weird humor in the game. And I never know... I don't know if the game wants me to take it seriously or not. Like, there's a spot... There's a... There's a there's a part in the game. Mad scientist lady. She, um... Is taking... She's working on this thing to... Download someone's consciousness into a robot. And she does it with her mother. And puts her mother's AI... And, like, twerks her consciousness to make her obedient. And puts it in her house. To, like, control her house. And it's fucking dark, really dark and depressing. But then you have your AI, uh, Bagley, and your little earpiece when you're in the house, like, 
cracking jokes at about it. <laughs> and it's just really weird. Because then the game would, like, have a cutscene where it's, like... Or, like, the AI mother is, like, begging you to, like, fucking kill her. And then the baglet's like, well, damn, she's had a bad day, ha ha ha. Or some shit, and it's just really weird, really bizarre. But other than that, like, the gameplay, though, is so good, I kind of overlooked it all. That's why... That's why I put it so high at number three. Could have been game of the year, honestly. Like I said, depending on the day, could have been game of the year. You know what? I kind of feel... I kind of feel bad I didn't have as much to say about The Outer Worlds as I, like, I just fucking rambled on for a while about Watch Dogs Legion, and then The Outer Worlds, I just said, hey, this is number four, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know, like, the, the Outer Worlds are just so good and special in a lot of different ways that I can't really put together in words for some reason. Like, the gameplay was really satisfying, very pretty. Um, I didn't like instead of having one big open world, it was like a bunch of smaller worlds you could go to, like planets. I'm never really a big fan of that system. I wasn't bad or anything, but the main story was good. I like the the plot was interesting, like unique, uniquely interesting. And of course, it's like different factions that you can side with, and oh yeah, it was good. I wish there was more. I should have prepared more to say about the Outer Worlds, but it's probably because that game, it's been so long since I played it, even though I played it twice, that <laughs> I have a hard time remembering, like, specific things about it. Anyway, this is number number two. This was originally my game of the year, and then I switched it out. I moved I moved it, moved it down to two, so I can move something up to one. Because this game, I think, is the best game I played this year, maybe. But it wasn't my f- favorite game. It was. It's up there. It's number two. But it's Dynamite Heady. Dynamite Heady, again, this came out like... was This didn't come out in 93 also, did it? It was on Sega Genesis. And so, so on at the beginning of the year, I played Rystar, which is fucking awful. I hate Rystar. And then, but I saw Dynamite Heady on my little, like, Sega Genesis collection. And I was like, I want to play that too. And so I started playing it, and it blew me the fuck away. Like, I love Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Don't get me wrong. Sonic is my man. I love Sonic. But how Sonic, uh, like, succeeded so highly where this game didn't kind of shocked me. Because, like, Sonic 1 is a classic. And it's, it's, like, really good. But Dynamite Heady was like fucking masterpiece. It was so, it was so crazy. Like the graphics were striking, very colorful, very pretty to look at. I guess it's probably because Dynamite Heady's character design was kind of kind of blah. But the music was really good. And this had some of like my favorite boss fights in any game ever. There's a boss fight right of a giant baby head. And you're shooting this baby head. And when you when you kill it, it breaks apart. And inside is like an adult man head. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Or it's like a teenage head, I guess. And you're like, that's that's weird. You kill it. That one breaks apart into a smaller head. And it's like an adult man. And you're like, what the fuck? And you break it. And it <laughs> comes apart old man head. It's, it's such a funny boss fight. And it's just so good. 
I played that game very difficult. I saved scum the fuck out of that game. But I was just, like, so impressed by it, and I wasn't even, like, I was just, every time I played it, I was just happy. I did a whole playthrough of it on my YouTube also. You should, you should totally check it out. But it was just, I was so impressed by how much they did right. Like, there's nothing, like, there's no bad things about that game. I have no complaints about that game at all. It was just so, so well done. I can't believe that it didn't succeed even half, halfly, half as well as, like, Sonic. You know? It blows me away. It was so good. Um, and then, before I get to number one, number one game of the year of 2022, I want to, I want to, I want to talk a, a little bit about some honorable mentions, because, like, I have, um, these are games I either didn't finish, or I didn't think were quite good enough to put on the list for one reason or another, and, um, it's like Dragon Quest 1, for example. I really like that game, and I would, I would have liked to put it on the list, but, because I, I, I liked it so much, but it just didn't quite like it more than any other game on the list, you know, like, there's nothing, no games on the list I could bump off for any of these games without feeling bad, you know, but Dragon Quest 1 was so great, again, so, it was like a bite-sized kind of JRPG that was just really good. And I think, I think it still holds up today. It was still really, like, talking to people, learning where to go, what to do, kind of figuring out yourself. It was great. It was, it was greatly done. Um, what other honorable mentions do we have? I put Devil May Cry, the first one on here, because I really enjoyed the first Devil May Cry. Um, very frustrating with the, some of its camera angles were kind of, were, were cool cinematically, but in fights were kind of shitty. Uh, they reused boss fights a lot, which was kind of, wasn't a big fan of. But the overall, it was just really special of a game, and I really liked it. I still want to go back and play that on hard mode. Um, Iron Lung, I put on. on I gotta put on the Iron... <laughs> I put on the honorable mentions Iron Lung, because it's... This would have made the list, but it was just a little too short. I th I, can't, I die real quick from hunger. You need to eat. It was, it was really good. I I liked it a lot. I, I don't regret buying it or playing it at all. I wish it had been fleshed out a little more. Uh, Rainbow Six Three I put on the list because, or on the honorable mentions, it had one of the most immersive levels I've ever played in any game ever. I wrote a whole blog post about it. That it, this is what spawned me to make a blog, like a website, to write and talk about games, which I forgot the login stuff of, so I can never, never make any more of those. But that was really good. But but again, this couldn't. The story was kind of bland. Couldn't knock off anything else. Uh, bug snacks. Oh, I I adore bug snacks. I think bug snacks is like the some of the best like story, like really good story, and best written characters in any game I've ever played. <clears throat> and the only reason I didn't put it on the list is because I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it, and uh, and and, and I also watched a let's play of it already. And so I kind of know the stuff that's coming. Had I played it blind, it would have been easily on the list, I think. I, th I still haven't seen the ending, though. The ending's going to be blind, which is... That's going to be fun. I promise. There's not a whole lot of honorable mentions, but... Um, Tiny Metal. 
I played that at the very beginning of the year. And I, I don't know what happened. I really like the the whole aesthetic of Tiny Metal. It's like a Advanced Wars. And I made a tweet about this that games like that, like tactical strategy games where you're moving people on a little grid, is like my favorite genre of fucking games. But for some reason, I don't play a lot of them. And the ones I do play, I hardly ever finish. And this is one of them. I kind of... I played it for a while. I was really into it. And the story was really good. But then I kind of got... I started playing something else and got sidetracked. And then it's hard to come back to a game like that. It's like there's, there's like a learning curve. And once I fall off that fucking curve, it's hard to get back on it. So I never went back to it. But I really want to. If I had of it, probably would have made the list. Um, Comic Zone? Oh... Another Sega Genesis game I played this year that was really good would have made the list, honestly. I, it was on the list, and I bumped it off for uh, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's just Comic Zone side, side-scroller beat-em-up with... I don't even like comic books, but I really like the comic book aesthetic, and this game does it perfectly. It's a really good game. Uh, then the, other, the only other honorable mention is uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. And... I really, I felt like that game would have been, like, one of my favorite games of all time. I'm playing it right now on YouTube. But the big twist at the end got spoiled for me a long time ago. And ever since then, it's kind of, eh, you know? But it's just, it's still really fun, and I still really like it. Um, but after the twist, the big twist, the game kind of, like, is taking a bit of a, um, I'm starting to like it not as much. But, um, you should watch me play it on YouTube and see my full thoughts and stuff. It's pretty good. But those are the honorable mentions. Now, game of the year. My personal game of the year of 2022. This was, it was hard to pick. Like I said, the top four or five games, any of them could have been it. Because of how much I liked them. And any game really on the list could have, could have been it. And it, it was almost Dragon's Dogma. But it had to be number 10. Um. <laughs> and... But my game of the year of 2022, Torchlight 2, I couldn't, I couldn't not give it the, the title of game of the year. Because when I was looking back at like the thread on Twitter of all my finished games, and I'll give everybody like little ratings and stuff, Dynamite Heady, I talked about, like, I praised that game. I gave it a 10 out of 10. There was some, I can't remember what game it was that I, I liked so much, I gave it 15 out of 10 just as a joke. If you look back on Torchlight 2, I gave it a 1,000 out of 10 because of how much I loved it. And I need to play it more. I played that game, like, with permadeath mode from the beginning. And I played for, like, several hours, would die, and have to start all the way over. And in that game, it's like a isometric RPG. Like, I've heard people call say it's like Diablo, which I've never played. If Diablo is anything like this game... Is half as good as this game. Diablo might be one of my favorite games ever too. But this, this is the first time I've ever played a game like this. Really, it's like a the whole game is just increase your all the numbers, make happy game, you know. But my God, I because I bought it on a whim, it's, <laughs> and I was just so glad I did. But yeah, I would play it for several hours. Fucking berserker! I love the berserker. Several hours die. Have to start all the way over. It's a lot of progress you lose in that game. Was not even mad. I just wanted to play it more. And it was... So I played it kind of like a roguelike for... 
the first like 10, 10 or 20 hours I played it. Just kept making new characters and dying. Trying out all the classes and stuff. And I only stopped because I was like, I want to add this to the finished game list. So I want to finish it. So I did one. I finally finished one run. And the game's kind of long. There's so much content in it. But the combat's so satisfying. And there's four different classes. And each class has like a million different builds. And there's a bunch of different weapons and armor you can get. And the story was really good. Because I didn't... I played the demo of the first game after liking after playing this one so much i never like i that's all i just only played the demo but in this one the main bad guy is like one of the main characters from the first game which is like playable characters which i loved and someone told me diablo 2 did the same thing you know i got a 20 dollar gift card right on my switch for christmas i bought iron lung immediately but I saw Diablo 2, like a remake was, you can, on sale. I was like, maybe I should have bought that because I, well, yeah, yeah. I, th I think I would love Diablo 2, but then I didn't because, you know, I bought Iron Lung and then I bought a game for the babe and then, was it, Suicide of Rachel Foster, which looks good. And then I bought me um, Blades of Darkness, which is like a 20-year-old RPG. But Torchlight 2. It, I adored it, everything about it I loved, and it kind of made me like and appreciate a new, a new genre of games that I don't really know anything about, which is good, and so, yeah, I just, I had to give it, I had to give that game of the year, I just had to, and so I guess that's, that's the list, there's only 40 minutes, okay, I thought it would be a lot longer, honestly, a lot, a lot longer of a podcast, but some of the games I apparently didn't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, the I did the Outer Worlds dirty. I mean, number four, it's up there. I loved it, and I'm going to play it again, probably. But, just, I don't know, my brain no work, did not was not putting together for that. Did I miss? No, you... Oh, oh yeah, you did. <laughs> Do a um, paper towel in the trash... Well, not in the trash can, on the side a bit, but... Um, anyway... Gonna call me that, out? No, 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 no. That's been my game of the year podcast, my very first one, and uh, this is a great, it was a good, good year for gaming. I played a lot of really good games. The only other, the only game I played that was bad really was that fucking Alex the Kid. What was it called? And then Chain of Cat. Fuck that game. And if you like that game, I hate you, and you're dumb and with bad taste. It's awful. The worst game ever. That's my worst game of the year. <laughs> oh, it was, it's off. I hated it. Uh, anyway, Torchlight 2, you're great. And you game of the year? Um, follow me on Twitter at Volume 2 D-E-E-J-V-O-L-2. Check out my YouTube, Happy Created Inc. I'm still working my way through Oddworld. I don't know what's next. Um, and then on the podcast, I don't know what's next either. Kind of contented out a bit i might take a little break from content in general but it's gonna good good year good crazy year um yeah come back for more and i'll see you oh my throat my throat dies I'll, i'm gonna go eat some ramen i'll see you next time Ba da da